All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Serious Angler podcast powered by our friends over at X2 Power. As always, I'm your host, Bailey Eichbrett, and joined with me is the captain, Mr. Andy Full, holding down the fort while Deacon and I were roaming around ICAST last week, getting the coronavirus from everybody. Uh, Not exactly. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Actually, I did a a test last night, test this morning, because I was kind of feeling crummy when I was flying home yesterday. And we're good. We're still negative. So we're all we're all good. We can still go to our tournament this weekend. You sound a little nasally, but I heard basically everyone there caught it. So (laughs) yeah, Monday morning, I stayed a couple days in Florida to uh, just come fish with some buddies. And Monday morning, a bunch of texts started rolling through. That was like, hey, you know how we had that meeting, uh, you know, at ICAST last week? Well, I have COVID. Figured I'd let you know. And I was like, I was, I probably got, I'm sure, you know, our guest today, Mr. Jacob Fouts, probably got some text too. And it's just like, hey, by the way, I have COVID. You know, and you're like, wow, I was having beers with that guy. You know, and we, and then, you know, you're at the bar or something like that, and you have to scream at each other because it's so crowded and loud that you're like, there was definitely some DNA going on there. I probably have COVID, but no. Somehow I'm I'm negative here. So fingers We're crossed good. for you. Yeah. Well, what's been <laughs> up with you, man? You've been holding down the fort for us, which I feel like has been the motto for the past two, two and a half months at least. It's been like the yeah. Andy show. People have been loving it. So kudos to you. I and mean, that's a scary <laughs> thought for people to love this show. So like... <laughs> they're probably sitting there like, this is a goddamn small mouth show now. It's been Andy for two months. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, that's the funniest part is like every time I get on the lake with smallmouth, I'm like, I want to go catch a green one. Like it's <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, it's so funny, especially your text. <laughs> yeah. I, I get I text every other day where it's like we're talking, we're just chat because Andy and I just chat all day long. And it'll be like, oh, guy trip tomorrow or whatever. And he's just like, dot, dot, dot. He goes, I need green ones in my life. I just want to go flip. <laughs> that's so much to ask. Because yeah. I just want to. I just want a client that want to, that wants to go largemouth fishing. <laughs> oh, I love largemouth trips because we just put two flipping sticks in our hands. I teach you how to flip, and then we go and jam on them. No, the smallmouth fishing like July and August is so tough, especially at my end of Erie, and um, you basically have to fall on them to catch them up, and then they're gone like twenty minutes later. So it's. It's been a grind out there, but we're catching fish, so it's all we can ask for. Yeah. Yeah. It's still fun. It's still the Great Lakes. I can't argue that. It's beautiful. Beautiful country. We're going to be talking about the Great Lakes a little bit today because our guest had a banger tournament up there in St. Lawrence River. You know, insane day one. We're going to talk about, you know, what was kind of going through his head after you have that drop that mega sack on day one and then having a good bag day two. Then watching your fish fizzle out and the decision making, what's going on in your brain for that, and kind of how you adjust from it. Because, um, like, we, like we, yeah, it's just <laughs> fish or fish, man. It's going to be interesting to talk about what was kind of going through his brain, his thoughts, trying to lead out the next day, kind of trying to figure out what adjustments to make. But before we do, we're going to recap, recap a little bit of ICAST with Jacob when we get him on the show here. But really fast, I am actually heading to the Susquehanna River tomorrow. For my my last, not the last Hobie event of the season, but my last Hobie event of the season. Uh, capping off only four hours away, the closest one for me this year, which is very nice. Right. Yes, yeah, so say it's basically home base. You could almost day trip that if you wanted. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I think it's, <laughs> I'm driving uh, an hour and a half to Morgan Marine because I'm actually not taking the pro angler this weekend. I'm taking the Suskies like three, three and a half foot down, which is wild. So I'm going to pick up the iTrek, which is one of Hobie's, 
like inflatable pedal drive kayaks that I could like that like is like you could get over inches of water. So I'm gonna go switch it out, go light, super light, which I'm actually looking forward to. Not even bringing the graphs, like I'm leaving them at home because uh, I don't think you can wire things in an inflatable kayak. So we're not doing that. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it because it's our last Toby event until TOC in November. And I got a bunch of buddies staying with, like Drew Gregory, a bunch of guys that are actually local to me that are fishing it. Uh, finally, some New York boys stepping up and uh, fishing one of these these bigger events. But either way, it's going to be fun. Fish, be uh, exciting. At, yeah. I'm excited just to film the next two episodes of Chasing Hardware. Uh, I have, like, literally seven videos I need to edit for the YouTube channel. If people have not checked out Be The Fish or Full of Fishing, Andy's channel, uh, check those out. But it's been like a three-week hiatus because I haven't had time to edit. But Yeah, you're, you are gone with the wind. You are a well-traveled man at this moment. I am racking up the miles, man. I'll tell you what, I, my fiance, while it sucks, she... He's getting annoyed because I'm uh, gone so much. On the bright side, our honeymoon's going to be super cheap because we're going to stay everywhere and travel <laughs> for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I guess that is a positive if she makes Somewhat. it that long, right? Like, if yeah, you can deal with the traveling. Get, <laughs> if I don't get divorced before I get married. <laughs> yeah, yikes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, let's bring him in here, our good buddy, Mr. Jacob Fouts. What's going on, dude? What's up, boys? What's up, buddy? How What's are up, you? man? Long time no see. I know it's been a while, but since uh, since like what January? Last time we did one of these, I think yeah, it's I think been it a long time. It's, it was before the season started. I know that for sure. Yeah, it was like I want to say a month before St. John's, because I think we were chatting. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take you on fantasy fishing for Chickamauga. Like obviously, a bunch of people are gonna. <laughs> That paid out well for all of hey, us. Yeah. <laughs> smart pick, huh? Smart yeah. pick, huh? I think hey, all four you, of us took. Mr. Jacob. So, my proudest moment, though, you had me for one day. I was felt like a baller, and I'm going to tease you a little bit here because you know that's how we work. But <laughs> I said on our St. Lawrence River Fancy Fishing Show, I said a big sleeper pick would be Jacob Fouts. And after you dropped 27 pounds, I felt like a damn genius. <laughs> yeah, you felt like you felt like a total badass, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> he 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 rode the euphoric high for like I did 24 hours. <laughs> hey. To be honest, to be honest though, I did also say I said if I was going to pick two guys that you are big sleeper picks, I did mention Shakur. I can go back in the episode and find it. So technically, I had. I'm just saying, I know hey, we're talking hey. about hey, you just kidding. I got total luck. <laughs> couldn't couldn't have gone wrong either way, you know. One guy, you know, I just got twenty seven, almost twenty eight pounds of smallmouth first day, and then fizzled out. And then Jay just decided he was just going to go ahead and win this one. And, <laughs> hey, solid picks. You you're like a you're like a genie, like a genie or something. I don't know. Got that magic <laughs> ball or something. Wizard. Now it's just getting lucky. Thank because fortune, my team did fortune horrible at St. Lawrence River. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually the event that you it's like hard to do bad at is the one I I think I did the worst at this year, which is wild. Um, oh, that yeah, we'll get into that in the next fantasy silly. fishing show. We'll, we'll get into it, but we're gonna talk about St. Lawrence River Lake Ontario tournament. Basically, uh, they should just label that that tournament Lake Ontario, not even St. Lawrence River. Um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll get into a little iCast recap in a second, but really fast. I wanted to bring something up with you on the show here, Jacob, just because I think it's wild. 
it, it always floats through the industry super fast, like when people post stuff about this. But I was talking with Matt Pangrak today. He's the one that showed me this. Uh, the Texas Fishing Forum posted something about a guy at Eagle Mountain last night, like a, a, a Tuesday night or dirt. So, like, if you win anything, you're winning like 50 bucks because of gas and everything, right? I bet there's like 80 boats in that Tuesday night derp just because it's Texas. It could it could be 80 or it could be like seven. Or, or <laughs> yeah. like our buddy's uh, Tampa Bay tour where it's like seven boats and he wins every time. <laughs> yeah, Steve Mui, man, that baller status. <laughs> um, yeah, win all that Walmart gift cards. Uh but uh, so apparently what happened is two guys were out like I can't tell if they were pre-fishing or if they were just fun fishing, but either way it was it was yesterday morning. Oh wait, sorry. It was back this is back in June, so this is a month ago. So retrack everything. It was not yesterday. Um basically they had found two laundry baskets, like the ones that you can close and lid, that were in the water, full of fish. And so they called the tournament director and was just thinking, assuming that whoever it was might be fishing that tournament, told him about it. One of the guys got off the boat and stayed in the tree line until like the tournament to like scope it out to see if anyone was going to come to these things. They launched the tournament and it only takes five minutes for some two young kids to pull in there uh, and check that the, the basket. One of them was empty because they dumped one of them. But so, yeah, so sorry, let me retrace. The two baskets they found, they dumped them. There was a third one that they didn't know about. So the kid opens the basket, sees there's nothing in him, and goes to the third one, puts all those fish in his live well as the tournament director rounds the corner and comes and catches them. The dude's banned from the circuit. Uh, they try to get the game worn in on it to like prosecute him, and they decided not to prosecute the kids because they were too young. I'm like, I was telling Matt, I'm like, there's got to be, you know, uncle, dad, grandpa, somebody's got power because there's no way those kids are getting away scot-free like that. That's that's just wild to me because you always hear about those stories, but I've actually actually seen them like they have like video evidence and everything. It's so it's like it's so dumb to me. What's the point? You know, you're you're paying forty dollars for a tournament to win (laughs) two hundred bucks. You know, you got more in gas than that by the end of the deal. You're losing money anyway. Like, what's the point? You're losing everybody's respect. Right. <laughs> you look like a bunch of idiots. It's like, you know, what was the point of that? Ruin your reputation forever. Exactly. Yeah. No, 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 one, no one's ever, no one's ever going to respect you again. Yeah, they'll probably and, never know, be able to enter any tournaments either because they're going to no, be like blacklisted. It's, <laughs> it's unfortunate with them being young kids too. It's like. Yeah, they get brutal. you know the rest of their life, and no one's no one no one's gonna let them fish. Brutal. Yeah, and I, I guess there was some other deal that's going on. I don't have all the facts, so we're not gonna talk about it. Uh, but it basically, it's like there's this new deal in the kayak game called the Kayak Fishing League, and apparently it's like a team style tournament. So you have like two locations go at each other, five versus five type of deal. Well, apparently, like one team from the facts I've gathered thus far is that they couldn't make the tournament. So they for- forfeited the tournament. So they got banned for two years for forfeiting a game. Wait, yeah, right. I was like, what? Doesn't, make any, Doesn't even make any sense. No, I don't know. Let's either, punish you for not being able to make it. Like, brilliant. I'll get all, I'll get all the facts. <laughs> some good, Andy, some good log- yeah. logic. Yeah. Right. That, that's fantastic. 
Andy and I are going to do a show for Friday on River Smallmouth. And it'll be perfect because I'll be at the Susky when we record that one. And I'll have time to gather the facts. So we'll come back for it. And also, if you guys aren't listening or watching the Kayak Bass Nation, I'm sure they're, they're – plug their podcast they're gonna go after that so yeah stay tuned it's gonna be interesting i'm actually excited to hear the details on that because that seems absurd but all right that aside that aside jacob did you have a good eye cast buddy i had a great time I, that was a trip that was the first eye cast i've ever been to so it was uh it was an experience i know that much hopefully i didn't uh didn't catch covid but <laughs> so far so good are you uh, feeling okay oh i'm feeling like a million bucks oh, then, then you're fine you probably got scot free that's good. I'm surprised that's your first eye cast. First one I've ever been to. It was a trip. It was cool. Cool getting to walk around, seeing everyone in the industry, and you know, it's it's cool to see everyone from all different different circuits and hang out with everyone. And so it's a uh, it was it was a good time. Heck awesome. yeah! I, I heard from people that it was way bigger than before COVID, but that also like the traffic was smaller. So I'm almost thinking like maybe it was just like more spread out. That's why the traffic seemed lighter. But I mean, I thought it was a, a great show. I, I always like going to the ICAST Classic, everything, just because like you get to see the people like you, Jacob. I rarely get to see you. Like we might text a bunch, but I don't get to see you very often. So like the show is great because you get to see so many people, but you're like talking to one person and then you see somebody else and they're coming down and you're like, oh, hey, and you spark a conversation. That person like you were originally talking to left. And then it's just like, you're try- it's like, yeah, especially for my attention span, you're like squirrel, like left, left and right. You got about 10 different well, hey, people, <laughs> got about 10 different people pulling you in 10 different directions. Yeah. You got to like just fix an elevator speech of like what your life has been like <laughs> since the last time you saw that person, because you only have 30 seconds before you see somebody else that, you know, <laughs> and oh, then your, your conversation's done. <laughs> Catch up with you later. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it was great. I mean, in terms of, so I was there obviously for work. So I was in a lot of meetings and stuff, but I did get to, to make some rounds to folks. Got to go see a bunch of our sponsors that were there. Got to catch up with Boys of Blackfish, Do It, Hobie Eyewear. Um, Omnia Fishing was there as well. So it was cool to, to see all those boys and get some dinner, get some hibachi, grab some beers. Mm. That was pretty fun. Um, but ICAST was interesting. ICAST was. They had like a whole new room, like from last year. Uh, last year was pretty low key compared to recent years, from what I'm told. It's only my second iCast, uh, but there's some interesting, interesting products that came out. The, a cooler won the best of show, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Um, the guy had a great story. I mean, like genuinely had a great story. Like I believe it was his one of his best friends owned the company or had the idea but basically passed away at that whole Jason Aldean shooting in Vegas, oh, like geez. with him. And this was like something he's like brand new first ICAST and started a cooler company and one best of show. So, I mean, I think that's a good story. I didn't get to actually check out the cooler, but I thought it was funny that a cooler wins ICAST. It is funny. Definitely. A, definitely a cool story though. Was there anything I'm, – I'm curious. So, Jacob, you were actually there, obviously, to saw a bunch of stuff. But, like, Andy, from the outside looking in, what what things caught your guys' eye? Um, the one thing that always bothers me is all these lures that come out that you know will be gone in, in the bargain bins in, like, six months that, like, are, like, acclaimed, like, top show lures 
or like get a ton of like advertising from it like that part always makes me laugh like what the hell is this thing but you know, like, i guess it's a gimmick you can just call it how it is i guess it's a gimmick oh it's not a gimmick it's companies spend a lot of money to make deals with professionals influencers etc right and then they get to showcase really good product and a lot of crummy product as well that people are going to buy because their influencers are pushing it. So it's yeah. uh, it's it's interesting. It, the ICAS voting stuff is a game, is what I'm learning. It is quite literally a game. Um, a gimmick, as we were saying. Uh, but I think ICAS is very beneficial for companies, especially, I mean, the bigger ones, I think, could easily do without ICAS. They don't have to be there. But I think them being there is just kind of a status, you know, show off, show off how, you know, pump their guns but i think the companies that are on the, the up and up it's hugely impactful because mm-hmm. you're getting in front of a lot of the industry leaders um one trend that i saw and we can speak for our boys over at queen tackle in their new uh live sonar jig head is that's a big trend now in the bait set this year i saw there was a bunch of different uh baits made that were directed entirely yeah. for forward-facing sonar I think one of the most interesting ones that I saw in terms of why they made it and how they made it was the there's a new Bill Lewis jerkbait that's like wider, and when you rip it, it's supposed to suspend on its side facing you. That way, you can see it easier on forward facing than if the head were facing you. I thought that was super intriguing. Hmm. That's a trip. There, I didn't even I didn't even even see that. That's a cool. That's a cool deal there. Yeah, I mean. I mean, straight. I mean, Bill Lewis obviously makes the the rattle trap, right? Is that right? Yeah, yep. Rattle trap, and then a couple other like shallow diving crankbaits that are pretty successful. But I think for the most part, beyond the rattle trap, they didn't have much publicity in terms of baits. So I think this could could be interesting. I mean, I'm gonna wait for those get on me and order some just to try them. Yeah. But I thought that was intriguing. But a lot of jig heads that are out there now. designed for forward-facing sonar to show up better. A lot of just tungsten heads. Tungsten heads show up better. Which I saw KJ was saying, he was seeing the live uh, sonar jig head that Queen's making at 100 feet on his Garmin. That's freaking wild. 100 feet? It's got to be like the three-quarter ounce one. Because, I mean, like... If you think about it, it's hard to see a half ounce drop shot weight a hundred feet away. That's tungsten. I mean, I can see a quarter ounce tungsten drop shot weight at sixty. Yeah. yeah. So Dude, that's I mean, one of those things I had to see to see it for myself to believe it. To be honest, I just because like a hundred is all is really freaking far for forward facing sonar. I don't care what company it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to doubt KJ because KJ is a kind of a low-key wizard when you talk to him about stuff. He's pretty sneaky. He'll tell you when you ask. He won't lie, but, like, he's pretty sneaky with some of his stuff he does. Yeah, that dude's good. I've been fishing against him for a long time. <laughs> he's been taking your money for a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. Likewise, likewise, likewise. Don't worry. I'm just busting your bells. Just busting. Um, he's so mean, isn't he? It's not real, dude. I thought we were friends. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're not getting teased or heckled, you're not getting loved. Okay? That's how we roll here. When you throw the ball up in the air, 
I'm going to swing at it, okay? If you set it up, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to take the shot. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair, right? <laughs> and yeah, I hope man. that you would return fire. Oh, absolutely. Make it more fun. My, See, uh, Andy just takes it and laughs, or he doesn't return fire. <laughs> he doesn't make uh, it any fun. But what, but what I get you, it's always a good one. See, that's what yeah. I'm, 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 I'm waiting. I'm always waiting for it. I just got to be, I'm going to one-up you. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I hope you do. Andy just waits till we're on the water, and then he just starts making fun of me for random stuff. <laughs> hey, when it's time, it's time. It's like, both flip that thing already. What are you waiting for? Why are you fighting it like a sissy? <laughs> are you scared of it or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bailey pretty always on, sees ghosts when he's on the water. Always sees see ghosts. ghosts. So, gosh, the first tournament that me and Bailey ever fished together, he slacklined a smallmouth right next to the boat, and we would have won. And then we threw our fish back. Was that our first tournament? We ever it was our first tournament we ever fished together. He's fighting a smallmouth on a, on, a, on a ferry wand, spinning around, and he comes around, he does like a figure eight, and the line goes slack and just comes off. And I was like, oh, yeah, great. What are you doing? So, ever since then, we make fun of him. Unbelievable! That's like that's like rule number one, dude. Come on, you don't ever give them slack, dude. I mean, okay, okay. I feel like we've argued about this for like five hundred episodes out of three hundred. I wish we recorded that day because I don't think I slacklined. He just jumped at the boat. Oh, so he, did, he, he didn't even fi- jump, bro. Dude, like you literally just eight. like opened his mouth and it just came out. If you try to hit him with the figure eight, you had slack in your line for half a second at least. I just remember like looking at it and the mouth opening and the jig just the swim bait just coming out. And I'm like, oh. Okay, to be fair, okay, Jacob, let me set the scene here. This is like a two pounder. So on this lake, it's a freak giant. But like three days earlier, I was catching 28 and a half pounds on Erie. So I'm sitting here like, oh, two pounder. I got oh, whatever. Like, didn't really care. <laughs> Realizing that fish probably actually would have won us a damn tournament, Oops. but yeah, Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I felt pretty stupid afterwards, but whatever. You have that, you know? Hey, it oh, happens, yeah, it's dude. fishing. Life happens. We all it, it happens to all of us. But so. speaking of putting smackdown on some smallmouth, you had yourself a uh, pretty fun day up there on the St. Lawrence River. Oh, buddy, let me tell you what. That's the most fun day I've ever had, and I only think I caught seven fish all day. Let me tell you what. what. Well, I didn't catch Set. that many, you know. I was done by Holy 9.30, crap. really. I thought you would have been blasting them. I mean, I could have if I wanted to, but what was the point? Right. You know, I had 27.15 at 9.30, so I'm like. So walk us with. through it. Walk us through the day. Like, when you were taking off, did you think you were going to have over 25? No. No shot. I, I didn't really. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really have that great of a practice, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I caught some I caught some big ones, but I didn't, I didn't think I could catch. I figured I could catch, like, 20 to 22. I th- and I thought that was going to be pretty dang good. Uh, you know. It, nope. <laughs> they, I mean, they weren't biting just for me. They weren't biting just awesome in practice. I mean, you could catch all you wanted out deep, but I never caught no bacon's out there in the lake. And then I got you know right around the mouth of the lake and the river there, and caught a few big ones up shallow. And I'm like, well, I guess that's what I'll go do. And I had one little area I saw some in that I was idling through and saw saw some go swimming by the boat there in practice. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll just start here and whipped it in there and caught. 
I caught like a 5'10", a 5'3", like a 4'11", another one right at four, and like I think another one just under five. I had like 23 in the first 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, that's plenty. I'm good. So I'm like, I'm just going to go run new water now. And First place I pulled in, I see a six and a half swimming down the bank, fly over there and catch her. And that got me to 26, and I'm like, oh. I'm done. And so then I'm like, I'm just out there in like 12 foot of water, just drifting, eating a sandwich. Fired my deal out there and cranked it about three times and catch a five and a half. And I'm like, hmm, I got 27 and a half on my scale. <laughs> like I probably got close to 28 and but dude, it all happened so fast. I'm like, what? Just, I had no time to process it. I'm like, I don't even know what just happened. But I spent the rest of the day, I spent the rest of the day, you know, practicing and I didn't find any, I found like two areas I thought would be halfway decent and they turned out to not be halfway decent. I'm like, well, I'm probably toast. Oops. So when you say you, you saw the six and a half that you sight fish, basically, was that you throwing hair? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just going down the bank, throwing it, throwing the the hair jig around. Um, That's how I caught Basically what everyone was throwing. I think so. I think everyone got on that deal. Like there wasn't, there wasn't just a bunch of fish up there shallow swimming around, but the ones that were up there were dang biggins. What do you think that? What do you think that's all about? Like, do you, do you think there's a specific reason for that? I think it was the full moon. I, I don't think they were up there spawning. I just, I've seen it on Erie where that full moon would just, just be big ones up swimming up shallow just for fun. I don't. Some. I mean, fun. there was still some. <laughs> <laughs> they were. There was no other reason for them to be up there. There wasn't like a mayfly hatch. There wasn't. They weren't spawning. There was a few still spawning, but like the ones I were catching were not. They were done spawning. You could done. You you could see where they had pretty much already all healed up. And I just think I just think they're up there cruising around because of the full moon, just for fun because they're small enough and they're stupid. <laughs> Andy, you called it. You said full moon. Full moon does weird things to smallmouth and all fish in general. Um, did you have any crawfish in your life? Well, with any of those shallow fish, no. I'm surprised. I had nothing. I'm, I'm eerie. A lot of times when they get real shallow, in like buffalo, we'll catch them up shallow, but they'll be spitting up crawfish instead of gobies. And I and I always feel like there's like a crawfish like hatch or spawn on a full moon. Because they'll always be itty bitty baby ones, which is yeah. Weird. I, I know I never saw, I never saw any. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention, but I know I cleaned my cleaned the trash out of my live well the other day, and there was no <laughs> nothing in there. So either it all it, it came out, or it they just they just didn't spit any up. I don't know what the deal was. Yeah, mm-hmm. shallow fish are weird. Shallow fish are fun. Yeah, dude, they're, they're just like, there to eat. That's the only reason why they're the, the the six and a half I caught the first day. I I saw her following my fly, and she, I mean, dude, I'm talking. She pretty much hit her nose on the base of my trolling motor. She followed my fly that close to the boat. I like it. I almost tried to hit her with the figure eight. I'm like, no, that's probably stupid. So I just turned away, start swimming away, and she I threw in front of her, and she come up and just got it. And <laughs> I'm like, huh. that's so sick. Dumb that is so sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I mean, I didn't realize it was that big, and it, it came up and jumped, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's a big one. 
What is grab, going on? And then I grab it, and I'm like, oh, that's definitely over six. That, that'll yeah. do, boys. That'll do. That was, so that, that, was, that was the biggest smallmouth I've ever caught. Really? Nice. Six, eight, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You're on that Ohio side. Yeah, we're on that Lake Erie, Erie Grind. They don't get quite that big most of the time. So, obviously, great start to your day one. So, you're obviously feeling real good, you know, going into day two. But, like, was it on your mind that you think you could replicate that or at least get close? What was your kind of your thoughts launching day two? Uh, yeah, I pretty much knew I was toast. I knew, like, I knew, <laughs> this is, I'm going to ride this wave and just, yeah, buddy, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to try to get lucky again because I, that's, I knew I got lucky the first day. I knew it. I'm like, I, I'm like, all right, I got, you know, I got almost 28. I think I can probably get lucky and ride it to a top 10. I mean, if I can catch like 23 the next two, two days, I'll probably make the top 10. And, you know, I had the opportunities to have a pretty decent bag the second day. I should have had, I should have had like 20, 23, 24 pounds probably. But I, I broke a five pounder off and then I had to release one that was right at five because a foul hooked her and I jumped off another four pounder. So, I mean, it, I should have had you know, 23, but instead of, instead of what I think I had 20 pounds, right at 20 pounds, um, which I was, I was plenty happy with. It kept me in the top 10. You know, I, I fell right. from first to 10th and like I, I knew I was going to have to catch like, 23 just to stay in the top 10 though because it seemed like weights were going up almost as the week went on instead of going down like usual but you know i i knew after the second day i was toast i knew i'd caught pretty much everything i had i had found so i'm i i, I had some deep fish and i'm like i debated on it the second day to, to run out there to the lake and fish for them and then i think i fished the third day, I think I fished shallow until like 10 or 11, and I think I just caught two, and I'm like, this ain't the deal. I don't know where to go. I said, I know where there's a bunch of fish out deep. I'm going to go have some fun, and hopefully they're big whenever they bite. And I went out there and just caught the fire out of them, but never. I think I caught one five-pounder. That was the biggest one I caught. The rest were all three-pounders. So the one you say you had to throw back because you had it follow-hooks, is that like you were sight up fishing – you're up shallow sight fishing. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't think it was spawning, but it it uh, it come running my fly down like ran it down real hard and, and just nipped at it and didn't get it. And I I didn't jerk because I, I could still see her, see it in my fly really good. So I just wound it in and picked out my drop shot and she was making a big loop. And I flipped it in front of her and she went over there and went nose down on it and it, I started I started to go dunk and she started easing off with it and I just I pulled into her and I had it right in the in the corner of the mouth i had her like three times uh it was one of those deals it was like it was really close you could have probably called it either way um but I, you know after i threaded the hook out the two other times it was hooked it was hooked outside going in and i'm like ah. i'm like that's that's outside so i i put it back i honestly i thought i could come back and catch her in a little bit but uh i did not i couldn't I couldn't see her whenever I came back. The wind had picked up a little bit, and it made it tough to see. But you know, one of those deals. That's you. Uh, that that's going to happen fishing like that. That's part of the part of the gig. Unfortunately, that's that's the risk you take. But you know, it is what it is. I'm not I'm not upset by any means about the the, the last two days. I did what I could. Got got 
caught what bit for the most part. So, you know, I'll take a 27-place finish against those boys any any day of the week for, you know, 27th yeah. place, place for the rest of your career, every tournament. That's a heck of a career, you know. It's it's, yeah, it's not yeah. it's it's not easy to make the cut against them boys. They uh they make you earn it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's some good karma moving forward because I think, I mean, I'm sure there's guys out there that would have been in your scenario that 100% would have just unhooked it and went in the live well. Well, yeah, I, I think it's one of those deals you kind of kind of slips. It's not something you're thinking about, you know, like. It's just heat of the moment. You grab it, take the hook off, throw it in the live while you're trying to get back up and in there as you know as quick as you can again. But you know, I when I saw her and I had her, I thought I saw it outside. It crossed my mind. I'm like, I, I was sight fishing, so I was like, well, it makes you think too. Like especially the spy bait, how many smallmouth slap at that or try to headbutt it. You know how many guys caught one that was, you know, treble hooks outside the face. I mean. What, what's what's the rule? You need at least one of the hooks inside the mouth. Yeah, it has to be inside the the mouth. If if the mouth's closed, the the the, the tip has to be inside, like Dang. you know, outside going in instead of. Hmm. Yeah, I would be terrified to throw a spy bait in a sight fishing derby. I wouldn't. That's why I, that I didn't even. That's why I wouldn't tie one on. I'm like these are or the bait. You know, these are those were the strongest smallmouth I've ever fished for in my life. There's absolutely zero quit in them, dude. You'd catch one literally, you'd, you'd unhook it and throw it back in the water. He just lay there on his side. He was so exhausted. It would take him a couple minutes to like come to. He was like just laying there. Like, I'm like, is he dead? You know, like, yeah. I'm like, in practice, I'm like, poke the I'm bear. Like, I'm like, that sucker's <laughs> dead. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, and suddenly they just swim away. So crazy. But I, I think like, it was the last day. When Corey was on live catching his 28-pound bag, he had like a five that obviously was one he needed. And he gets it to the boat, and you can see on his graph, I think it said like he was in like 13 or 14 foot. And he's like trying to belly the thing, and he misses it. The thing, you, know, you can see within five seconds, the thing's already down at the bottom. The camera's like watching it. You could tell by the shadow. Its belly was like almost on bottom and like swimming away and his drag screaming. Like those fish have no quit. Like you, you think they're done when they're at the boat? They ain't done, dude. Dude, I'm like, those were the strongest pulling fish I've ever caught in my life. They just dug and dug and dug and dug, and and like they were smart too. Like if you watch them, they try to like, they try to get your line under a rock or something. They try to bury themselves up in a rock to to try to break you off. Like, cause I had one. I had a big one the first day. Get me in a rock, and I watched her. She come off the rock. I hooked her. She, I fought her, fought her, fought her. She fought back to the rock and really went up under and like up under it, up under the lip of it, and pinned herself there and was like, "I'm not moving." Saw him back and forth. I'm like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> do, you, do you think that that is the fish actually knowing that it's like has the like a line connected to the hook, or do you think that's a fish? trying to at that feels danger trying to escape to where it feels safe i think it's probably a little bit of both um you'd be kind of sick to think that uh, they can feel the line yeah i I mean they know i think they know something's going on i don't it's tough it's you know it's tough to say we can't read their minds but it's like i i I mean i could see it i could see it both ways i guess i 
It's, That's going to be the next big thing. It's going to be a forward-facing sonar that'll tell you the fish's thoughts. Gosh, dude! If it ever comes down to that, I'm not. I'm not fishing anymore. That ain't <laughs> no fun. That's no fun. Could you only? Ima- you can only imagine what they're thinking of humans casting lures at them all day. <laughs> I know if Andy was a fish, it would be Dora. Well, just, not Dora. Well, Dory. Okay. Dory. Oh, 100%. Just, okay, well, just imagine. 100%. Just imagine what would, what would go through. <laughs> imagine what would go through your mind if you're sitting at the McDonald's and you put the cheeseburger in your mouth. And the next thing you know, you're getting ripped up towards the sky. You know, it's like, yeah. what the heck is going on? <laughs> what is it? What's that scene? It's on like people are making reels and TikToks on it, where when a fish gets hooked and it's the guy sitting in the office that shoots out of the chair <laughs> to the ceiling. <laughs> Pretty much. Like what? Do you, yeah. You're, you're a, a pound and a halfer, and you're punching, and you lay into that thing, and it goes sky in over your head. <laughs> like, what is going through that fish's mind? <laughs> like, especially oh. when that hook's not in its mouth, and you hook it, it goes flying off, and like you don't have a hook, so you just keep going. And it's like, well, I'm on the other side of the lake now. Goes <laughs> <laughs> by, you know, hundred miles an hour. That fish is like, oh my lord, I done messed up in a big way. <laughs> Steve no. just teleported. <laughs> now he's gu- now he's gun shy. He's never going to eat anything ever again. He's just going to starve yeah. to death. Yeah. He's going to be the one that gets big, and then you can't catch. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah, he's like <laughs> be the, he's like like record. <laughs> he's swimming by. He goes, yeah, that milfoil patch, man. I'm never going there again. <laughs> proof. That's proof, right? Hey. That largemouth are smarter than smallmouth because you can catch a smallmouth a hundred times over in one day if you really wanted to try hard enough. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> They're so dumb. <laughs> and that's why Andy the, guides what, what? for them. <laughs> They're perfect for me. Two dummies going battle head to head. Dude, they're just the dumbest. They're just the dumb. I've caught so many on Lake Erie on like a like when they're spawning on like a straight up gummy worm, like an orange and purple mm-hmm. gummy worm. Like it's like, what could you possibly think that is? That you just could could not help yourself. It's foreign. <laughs> like I gotta kill it. Is their mentality? I think. Yeah. They're so dumb. Uh, one of my buddies, I went with him spawn fishing. He was catching them on a pink. If I remember correctly, it was like just pink fur on a hook. Like, <laughs> just fur on hook. I'm like, this. That's even guy. the same thing with like a hair jig. I'm like, what What do they think a black hair jig is? A bug? Yeah. I ain't never seen nothing in the water that looks like that. The only thing I can think is like a leech, but it's way too bushy. But it's like, it's. To be a leech. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea. Dumb. Yeah. Just... So let me ask you this. So you have 27, and what was it, like 27 high, 27 and a half? On 27, 15. Okay, yeah, so basically 28. And you go to day two, and you realize, like, uh-oh, we're not going to get, like, our our fish aren't here that, like, we thought we were going to remain, or we're not getting as lucky as we did on day one for those big ones just kind of showing up, right? So what's kind of going through your head after day two, and morning of day three and kind of trying to put together a game plan. Like what's your adjustment to try to go refine some bigger fish or just make sure that you're around them. Yeah. I, kn- I knew I kind of figured I was going to have to go, uh, go out to the lake and, uh, and fish for them deep fish. I, I figured, I figured probably some of them got found, but I thought I had, an, I thought I had enough to where I could probably, you know, scratch out, I don't know. I figured I could catch twenty out there if I had if I had to. Um, 
you know, I only practiced, I practiced out in the lake the, the first day of practice. I mean, I mean, I just caught the fire out of them out there, but I didn't catch any, I don't think I caught any over four and a half. I'm like, that ain't gonna, that, that is not the deal. Um, you know, and then second day I fished out there for five hours, I got sick of fighting the waves and bobbing up and down like a freaking bobber in the ocean. But, and then the third day it was gassing so hard. I'm like, there's no shot. I'm going out there. I'm going to sink for sure. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't, I mean, I, I had deep fish. I, I didn't know. I knew, I knew the third day I was going to go try up shallow, you know, just in case something crazy happened and a big, a big wave came up shallow and was just swimming around again. And, you know, I, I saw enough fish the second day. I figured I could catch a few more up shallow the third day than what I did. I still, I still had some, some fish I didn't catch the, the first and second day that, that just wouldn't bite for some reason. Uh, you know, I figured I could go back through some of those areas and catch a couple of those fish. Um, but it just, I could tell the third day it wasn't happening. They'd, they'd follow my fly back to the boat and, w- and wouldn't, wouldn't bite it for some reason. I don't know if it was just the pressure for me fishing through those areas or me and other guys. I mean, I didn't see anyone else fishing those areas, but I, I figured it was something weird was going on. I noticed that the second day in the area that I was fishing, they just, they didn't want to commit. They'd follow it, but they just, something, something was off and, or that they, they'd come up and just, just barely get it. Like everything I had hooked the second day was like, just barely, barely had it. Hmm. And, uh, but I knew going into the third day, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to start shallow, see if I can catch a couple, you know, maybe get lucky. Hopefully a couple, a couple more new ones had showed up or something. And that wasn't the case. I just, I, on my way out to the lake, I, I started, you know, hopping around in some new areas and, and, uh, didn't catch anything. So I'm, I went out there to, 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 the, to them deep holes and I think my first 12 casts out there, I caught one. Um, but they just, I, they just, I wasn't around the big ones. I never, I never got around them. I did. I mean, I, I caught one that was like five, four or something there late, late to third day. And I thought, well, I, I saw a couple more big, big dots out there swimming around, but they just, they wouldn't bite for some reason. They were little, being a little weary, they'd swim over to your deal and look at it and just ease away, like kind of act like they've been fished for a little bit. Um, but I, I, I left the lake at like two. I gave myself some time just to fish in the river on the way back, and I caught like I pulled back in the river and started throwing that fly around and caught like six. So I, I it seemed like they started biting it again. So I was kind of kicking myself there the last hour. It seemed like they'd started biting it again. I should have just stayed. Should I? I don't know. It's it's easy to say now, but right. I feel like I. I mean, I feel like I did the right, the right thing. I had the bites to do. I had the bites to do, to do much better the second day, and it just didn't happen. And I had a right. couple. I had a couple expire on me. A couple die on me that cost me Oof. probably Oof. ten places. Yeah, um, that's brutal. Andy, Andy, when you see smallmouth doing that, where they're like, what Jacob's describing, where they're just barely getting a fly, or they're obviously feeling a little bit pressured, what is what's your first move to try to trick those fish? Oh, biggest thing is just change colors. Like I'll just rotate colors and see if um, 
if they'll bite a different color or I'll go heavier in weight or lighter. So I'll start messing with weights like drop shot weights or go something completely off the wall, like a one ounce tube and just try to drop it on as hard as I can and try, almost try to get them to react. It's usually it those three things. Their face. Yeah. So that's where I was kicking myself. Cause I, all I had was a black, all I had was black flies. That's all I had. Yeah. That's all you brought I'm with like, you. That's all I ever use. That's all oh, I ever need. There, Gosh. there is one like thing that gets super overlooked too. I, I apologize for cutting you off, and that's a single swim bait, even on deep fish. You just back away off of them and you cast as far as you can, count to 100 to let it sink, and just slowly crawl it across the bottom. Okashira. Not even that, just like a football head. Just I know, low. I'm just saying that yeah. too. Yeah, Okashira. You can go no blades, blades. Like, There's all kinds of different things you can do. You throw that Okashira head yet, Jake? Scares me. I don't like that blade. You don't like the blade? It works. I don't do that. I don't. Oh, buddy. Like, when I'm in a pinch, I just need a bite. I don't care if it's a dink. I'm putting on Okashira head. Dude, when I, and I, I learned open, that. I learned that dude, from a, a guy who fishes chick. Dude, when I, when I fished that open at Norman last year, dude, everyone was throwing an Okashira head. I'm like, really? Nah, I'm good. Oh, maybe it's not as low key as like like all like all the guys I was staying with were like running to the tackle store the day before to get more of those heads, and I'm like, "Buddy, just put a two eight Kitek on a three eight ounce head, and a big spot will about pull the rod out of your hand." It's like I'm good. I don't. I, it's a, I don't know. It's a me thing, really. It's not like oh. I feel like with a swim bait like that, they get such a good look at it. The 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 natural the more natural it is, the better for me. I don't know. That's just a that's a that's just what a confidence I think it thing. Is, what I think it is, honestly, I don't think it's much the blades that do anything, but it's the blades, especially if you have sun, makes it shine just a little bit, whereas a swim bait, like a normal ball head with a paddle tail doesn't. Not that that's bad, but it's just something different. I don't know. When you get bites on something, you just build the confidence for it in a certain situation. Yeah, I, I don't. Dude, I haven't. I've never caught them on underspin good. So I don't like it's just a, something with swim baits Dude, and blades for me for me that I'm out on. I I'll join you in that. I don't know why. I can't catch crap on a dang underspin. I could be catching one every cast on a ledge on a big swim bait, pick up a swim bait with a like a big one ounce underspin or something, and fire it out there and no shot. No shot I'm getting a bite. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Same thing with, a, with same thing with like a big scrounger head. I, I've caught like seven bass total on one of those my whole life. But it's a really fun bite. I love a scrounger. I know, dude. I, dude, I could go with anyone, and they'd just be blasting on every cast on one, and i pick it up. I ain't getting a bite. I'll go back Oof. to slinging my 10XD. Well, it just tells you fishing <laughs> is 100% confidence. The fish oh, are going to eat whatever you're throwing as long as you're presenting it the way you have confidence in presenting it. Absolutely, so. it is. Yeah. So looking forward to Oahe, you're probably not looking forward to driving out there, but are you looking forward to how that might set up? Yeah, I am. Everyone I've talked to said it's going to be, like, really good, um, like way better than, than the last time they were there. I guess that I guess that end of the lake is, like, night and day difference from the, from the south end that they fished when they went in, like, 2018. It, it, I mean, it should be a good tournament. I'm looking forward to – I'm looking forward to fishing it. I – I love nothing more than smallmouth. I feel like we get along most of the time. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to the Mississippi River, I can tell you that. They're smallmouth, though, though, right? Why not? Uh, dude, everyone everyone I'm talking to says how bad it's going to be. Oh, great. You know what happens? Whenever people like talk something up with how bad it is, it ends up being like one of the most fun things ever. I think, well, I mean, for I mean, you know how our guys are. They're the biggest whiners and sandbaggers <laughs> yeah. are. In the whole oh, yeah. World, so oh, yeah. Like, Practice was horrible. I had one bite in three days, and then I dropped 27 pounds. You have a St. Lawrence where it's like, oh, they're not biting that good, but every. 60-something guys catch 20 pounds the first day. Yeah, they aren't biting. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's um, like it's funny with like the Great Lakes and stuff, and you can attest to it, too, from fishing like Sandusky. It's like if you're not catching like 15 fish a day, it's a bad day, even if they're all big ones. Like it's a bad day if you don't hit like that 15-bite mark. When you're getting seven bites a day, the fishing is terrible, but it's still great because you have a shot at like the most insane bag of your life every time. Bet you if you were in a kayak, you would have caught thirty today. Probably because right, I'm more ahead. silent. You can <laughs> you can go ahead and you can go ahead and stop. All right. <laughs> you know, and now we're talking about live sonar earlier. I want to make a point here. I wonder how much clearer graphs are on a kayak because there's less electronic interference and wires running through the entire boat. There's less stuff running all the time. Could be. Could be. I think if you just write, wire your stuff right, you don't have a problem. Okay. I got a, I got a question that just bothers me about kayaks. All right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Will. <laughs> all right. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with the kayaks themselves. I don't have a problem with kayak fishermen. I don't. I'm curious as to why. Okay. Let me ask you this. What? Okay. So, like. The, the kayak series you fish, okay. What what do you say is like the average price range of a of a guy's kayak, or once he's got all his electronics and all that stuff? What what what's what's something like that, Ron? So I'd say your average angler on say the Hobie BOS series, which is the one I'm fishing this year. Most people are running Hobies, okay. So okay. like a Hobie Pro angler, we'll just use that yep. for an example. Yeah. Say a twelve, okay. A twelve is a five thousand dollar kayak. Okay. Okay. Ninety-five percent of people are running one graph. Okay. So say fifteen hundred to two grand. Okay. So you're at seven. Okay. And then we're we're, we're assuming this person's buying everything at full retail. A uh, battery to go with that. So it's say we're going to go lithium. So what three four hundred bucks. Yep, yep. That might even be lowballing it these days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're over at seventy five hundred right there, and that's not including tackle, rods, reels, and then some other minor kayak. I mean, you're getting up to you're you're, you're at ten, if not over ten. Okay, so okay, if you're so, gonna okay, pay hit that, it, yes, go, hit hit the point, guy. For okay, so if you're gonna pay that much money for a kayak, <laughs> why didn't you just go ahead and buy a a cheap aluminum boat with a 25 horsepower buddy. And you can go a lot further and you can get to the same places for the most I don't part. I pay for gas. It doesn't break. That takes away the, the nostalgia of owning a boat. It's, it's part of it, you know, Let's get a break. <laughs> it's gonna well, here's my thing. I like to go fish all day and have it not break. So I'm going to stay in the kayak. Plus you can't, <clears throat> you can't really go fish 
okay. it's hard to compete with that kind of boat. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So when you go down south to a place like Eufaula or anywhere in Florida, why are you getting in the water in these 12-foot kayaks with alligators that would have no problem <laughs> taking a bite out of you if they wanted to? Uh, flashback, Bailey, can you pull up your video from Eufaula? <laughs> oh, with the gator growling at me? <laughs> yeah. No, the one that like came off the bank as you came around the cattails. Oh, I could probably find that here in the back. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up and then we'll share screen it. Terrifying. Um, I, I don't know, dude. I I like to. I actually I don't have a good answer for that. Like, no, he wants to test the limits of his manhood of humanity. There's not one single thing. No, you it's can just tell pure me stupidity. Where where I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. Let me go take my kayak and get into water with things that are bigger than my kayak and would take a bite of me given the chance. <laughs> Here's what, here's what it is. <laughs> here's, here's what it is for me. I would love a boat. I'm going to get one eventually, you know, in 37 years when I can eventually afford one. Um, but no, for me, it was a, within my means without bugging the crap out of somebody like Andy to go fishing all the dang time that I, I could afford to. But uh, I've been fortunate to work with people and that has given me the opportunity to fish at that level. And that's why I choose to. And it's a lot of fun. And the part of it is, is it's the top tier level of kayak tournament competition in the country. And I don't have to like, I'm not being forced to fish it. I can cherry pick where I want to go. Even if that means going to Lake Eufaula, which is a gator Mecca during mating season might've not been the smartest decision, but Hey, <laughs> we, hey it paid off for us. Okay. So it worked. Hey, big dub, big dub. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I fully am aware and fully will not like I will not disregard that kayaks are becoming absolutely like almost like to the point of being egregious at this like point of that they're insanely decked out. And sure, a lot of guys, these guys could easily go and buy sell that kayak for what it's worth, like full retail and easily buy a boat. But I think it's just it's just something different to it, man. I, I don't know how to describe it, but. I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to have both and I'm going to use both for different situations. I mean, if I could afford a boat right now, I'd be in a boat. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I understand all that. Here's my, here's another question. I have Here we you. go. <laughs> no, no, that's it. It. I'm just, I'm just, this is a me thing. Not so <laughs> Brilliant. Like, as far as a sturdy fishing platform is like, are these kayaks, are they, is it like a really good platform? Cause like, I know me and my boat, you know, 21 foot glass boat. I'm like, Dude, my balance isn't what it used to be. I have a hard enough time standing on the boat all day and not almost falling out seven times. I feel like if I was in a kayak, I would be in the water more times than I wouldn't be if I tried to stand up and wasn't sitting down the whole time. I, I won't deny that people flip, but uh, and I'm still I've I've been very close many times to saying it, and I'm not going to say it. I'm just gonna knock on wood that I've been good so far. Um, but they, they're pretty dang sturdy, dude. Like. The, the Pro Angler 14 I have right now, I can walk around basically in terms of like left, right. You know, you obviously you're not literally walking from front to back, but you know, you have a lot more mobility. I mean, if you look at Christine Fisher, she walks to the front of the bow and there's like a dang ninja on the dang thing. But like it's they're pre- they're pretty mobile, and I, I will say there is a athleticism aspect to the deal where balance and understanding your surroundings comes into it, where some people don't have that situational awareness where they'll throw their body to one side 
as they have all their equipment going to that side and the fish is digging on that side and you know people don't understand what inertia is and it's kind of hard to stop all that momentum um it, that's why i don't fish yeah. in a kayak i will be yeah. in the water this is why i've been trying to get andy into a kayak because i want to <laughs> see it and i want to film it it'd be funny <laughs> without without a doubt first 10 minutes i would probably be in the water I think you'd actually be perfectly fine. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised the people that are in kayak fishing that don't have a problem. I I guarantee within 20 minutes, I'd be in the drink 100%. (laughs) So I find myself. Yeah, you'd be going to scoop a bass five to seven times a day where like I'm leaned too far over as I'm just looking at my graphs and I almost fall over the bow of my boat. Like, just I'm like, whoa, like, what are you doing? Like happens all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up this gator video. I don't know if I I'm trying to remember how far back I posted it. It's a good one. Terrifying. I saw that the video he's trying to find. I was like, I'm never getting in a kayak south of like I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I'm like I'm like, dude, no shot. If I saw that, I'm like my kayak's on the bank, I'm off. I'm done. No shot. (laughs) As soon as you get on the bank, though. Oh, there it is. Yes. There we go. Let's see if I can zoom in here. So oh, it doesn't let me. Just... All right. Oh, wait. I can go full screen. Yeah. Aha. Here we go. Yes, sir. <laughs> you can, it's just like a 10 footer coming off the bank. Oh, no shot, dude. No shot. You can see Check the bubble waking. trail. <laughs> see that bubble trail right there? He went he was right under me. Yeah. He was chasing you. <laughs> I'm good, Watch dude. the bubble I'm trail. A... Watch the bubble trail right behind me. <laughs> Can you turn the sound on? Like, because the sound is. I don't know if it works too. with share screen. Yeah, yeah bubble trail, yeah, dude. No <laughs> shot. No shot, dude. No, I'd be on the bank. I'd be calling the first guy I knew with the boat. Come pick me up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my kayak. It's gone. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I mean, it's dude. It was. One. I mean, True. that tournament we had people get chased out of areas by uh, by big gators but i don't know that's a little fear comment. factor true would I'm need good. a new canoe new canoe uh, <laughs> got <good> plan words. <laughs> oh, i don't know man it's just different it's different some people get addicted to it i mean you could take that and stuff a boat can never get to oh no for sure i definitely see the advantages from it from that perspective i'm not against trying it but like I think Keith Pochet would be an insanely good kayak angler. I'm pretty sure he could take his 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 little aluminum rig anywhere. He could take. He, he, he admitted <laughs> he admitted on a show we did with him recently that there's kayaks can get into some stuff that he can't even get to, but he puts in a million times more effort than those kayak guys to oh, get back dude. to where he's going. Like a winch, he said he winches his boat over mud flats. Like, what? Like, you're nuts. That's some dedication there. I'm not going through that much work. No. Keith Keith impressed me when I had him up at Lake Champlain for a media event. And the last day, he, like, shattered something something on his motor. The cowling or something. I don't know. But basically, he broke it trying to hit a stump and then said, eh, screw it. <laughs> just open throttle. Just let her have it. <laughs> Afterwards, didn't care. And I was like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Love the gotta, guy, but he's nuts. <laughs> gotta let her, let her, let her eat, buddy. That's right. It's just a tool. Can fix it later or get a new one. That's right. We got the Bassmaster Bass Boys in the house. 
Right as we're about to sign off, you guys are late to the show. Oh, no, way late to the party. Dang, no. <laughs> Good grief. But so you have a Wahi coming up. You got Mississippi coming up. Uh, beyond that, is there anything else you're kind of looking forward to coming up, whether it's summer or fall time? Hey, buddy, I'm ready for some Ohio State football. College football uh, season is quickly. Gross. Hey, don't even, don't even, gross. dude. You don't want to play this with me right now, dude. Gross. I have the, you, I have a, my team's with a big O too, but it's the best. You're probably like a, like a Syracuse fan or something. Dumb. No, it's still an O. It's still an O. You're probably like, hold, a on, hold on. I wonder what's going to happen with Oregon now that the Pac 12. Oh, why'd you have like, oh, not Oregon? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my my bad. Because I want to know. <laughs> What is going on with the Pac-12 and where Oregon is going to end up in 2025? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not. I'm. We got to get you know, Bassmaster in the house. We got to get Brian Brasher from Bassmaster. He is the college football nut. I mean, we he could he should start his own college football podcast, and he'd probably get so many dang followers. He'd he's, leave he's probably Bassmaster. an Alabama fan too, isn't he? Oh, uh, I mean, he. Yeah, I mean, one plus one is two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but all I'm gonna say is, uh, yeah, Oregon beat y'all's so. butt last year. Hey, so. I, we're not talking about it. Dude. <laughs> no, we're year, talking. Dude. You brought it up. We're talking about it. <laughs> Told you, if you throw up in the air, we're going to swing. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. You know, anytime Oregon wants it, you just give you just give Gene Smith and the boys over at Ohio State a call. You know, we'll schedule it anytime, anywhere, <laughs> anytime. You know. Uh. <laughs> Backyard. What wow. is a golden domer? Who's roasting me on the Bassmaster page right now? <laughs> oh wait, oh well, never mind. <laughs> I know what he means by golden domer. He means Notre Dame. <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, what? Hey, and that's because I, I'm not a Notre Dame fan. So that's why. I hey, understand. I'll be I'll be at a high state season opener against the Fighting Irish, and buddy, let me tell you, it's going to be a massacre in the horseshoe. <laughs> massacre? <laughs> is that going to be in Indy or is that? No, that that's in, in Columbus. Okay, I'll be there. I'll I've be in always attendance. wanted to go to the Ohio State Stadium. You're missing out if you've never been. Maybe I'll come down for a game, and I can, I'll just wear my Oregon jersey and see how many beers I get thrown up. <laughs> oh, buddy, you'll get the hell beat out of you. And I'll just be out with this guy. I don't know who this dude is. <laughs> He's gonna brown paper bag you and be like, put you right to shame. Like, I don't know this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He'll throw the first beer. <laughs> oh, you, absolutely, I will. Uh, all right, I'll have to make that happen though. Maybe I won't wear a jersey, but I'd love to come watch a game. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, it's, do, uh, do they have Michigan at home this year? All right, I'll, let's figure out time. I want to go to that one. Yeah, I hope you're paying for the tickets. Let's, we'll see. We'll not, talk. We'll they talk. are not cheap, dude. Not cheap. <laughs> I, I bet not. I bet not. Oof. Well, buddy, it was good to get you on here, man. Um, obviously, it was good to see you last week. And, of course, we're going to be rooting for you as you go to Oahe. I'm jealous. Hopefully, the wind Safe doesn't travels. blow on you guys. Yeah. It's a yeah, long well, drive. I'm sure the wind will blow, but... I feel, How, feel, uh, a du- feel a dub, feel a dub coming. Oh, all right. We should clip this. <laughs> hey, don't put it out. Don't put it out until after. That's bad juju. We'll save it. We'll save it. Uh, <laughs> How far is your drive to Oahe? Twenty-one hours. Oof. <laughs> Short and brutal. sweet. 
Short and sweet. Oh, God. Spoken like a professional already. Oh, man. All right. Well, buddy, it was really good chatting with you. We'll obviously get you on the show again here soon. But uh, take care. We'll be in touch. And uh, let's do some fishing this fall. Sounds good, buddy. Appreciate you guys having me on. All right, Jacob. We'll chat with you, buddy. See you. You're not a college football guy, are you? I love sports. Okay. So when we were in Columbus for a concert that got canceled by COVID, me and my wife went to an MLS game knowing nothing about soccer. And it was a riot, right? Like, I actually, like, one of my dream things that I've always wanted to do since I was, like, 18, 19 is I want to try. I'm, I'm not a particular college football fan of, like, a certain team. But I love the college football atmosphere. So I oh, want to go to yeah. like every like I'm gonna go to like the top twenty-five rowdiest stadiums on like their homecoming night or like a whiteout night or something like that. That's what I want. That's like a bucket list like dream trip for me. It's like I want to tour the country in the fall one year and just go to like every major college football game I can. Dude. I feel like LSU is going to be number one on your list. I've heard LSU is insane. But, dude, college football is way – I mean, granted, I can't – okay. This is not a fair comparison because I've actually never been to an NFL game. This is more what I've been told from people that go to both. Is College football is way more fun than the NFL. Unless you go to a Bills tailgate. Bills Mafia is the closest you will get to <laughs> yeah. a college football game. Yes. Which – yeah, I mean, but it I will has say to be a certain level to, of college football too. So, right. like, certain you you have to visit. I think Notre Dame for the historic standpoint, but the games are like sixty percent like really old people. Not that I'm knocking that, but like people are all sitting down, and then forty percent is all students, a bunch of nerds going crazy because Notre Dame's insanely smart. Yeah, so it's 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 fun. You know, the flyovers are, flyovers are super cool. But, like, there's so many better stadiums, I think, to go to for that experience. Like, Georgia's got to be nuts. LSU, Bama, Auburn. Clemson, Virginia Tech. Which Texas, is even good. Florida. Penn I mean, we State, could go on. Like, Oregon. I'm going to throw out Oregon. Oregon's fun. Yeah. My dad went oh, to a game. Oh, I'd love to go insane. to Oregon. Um, like, I want to go to a Penn State, like, whiteout game. Like, that looks like fun. Dude. Um, I heard they have, like, insane <laughs> night games. Yeah. <laughs> Like Penn State whiteout game would be awesome. I want to go to like a Michigan Notre Dame game at like in Michigan or Notre Dame. Um, want to go to like a big like the Iron Bowl Alabama Auburn game. Doesn't matter like oh, where the it's Iron at. Bowl. Yeah, Hell yeah. I want to go to a game like that. Um, or like any Florida rivalry, like a Florida State Florida game when like in the prime when they're all good again, or a Miami Florida State game. That would be fun. Um, I'd be happy yeah. if Florida State never ever got good again. Yeah. Oh, I don't care if they're good, right? I just want to like. Big, I just yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> I just I hate Jameis Winston. That's so that's yeah. why I hate Florida State because <laughs> he stole crab legs. <laughs> no, he just is an idiot, and oh, I don't yeah. like him. <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, like, but no, they have a sick champ. Yeah, it's like it's like badass. Yeah, I agree. I'll give him that. But like um, a Texas Longhorn game when they're good, like I would love to go to the Red River rivalry, like Oklahoma versus Texas. And I forgot where they play what stadium, but they don't play like in either of their stadiums, like that mutual ground where it's like a war zone. 
Um, yeah, there's there's quite a few out there that I would enjoy to go to, or like a USC Notre Dame game in USC, like that would be fun. We're if we keep going here. We could talk about so many different yeah. schools and games we yeah. could go on and on. This is not a college football podcast. I know. I just, well, you got me in the <laughs> rabbit hole. Like, I know. Just like dream things like what I want to do. Like, So for the folks listening or watching here, uh, Andy is one of those guys that will find and make friends wherever he goes. And if you took Andrew to a college football like random school, doesn't know anybody, and you took him to the tailgate, you will lose Andy, and then you'd find him an hour later king of a frat and like manning <laughs> the long table like just king of campus like that's what you'd find he's just that kind of guy like, you look around like where'd andy go you look around, you, you find him in a toga like just going nuts <laughs> and you're like everyone's just like chanting his name like no i'm definitely not that guy <laughs> that's how i picture though. college andy is oh gosh yeah um there's been some days. There's <laughs> been some days. We'll save it for episode 400. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, well, folks, Andy, anything to tell the folks before we sign off here tonight? Uh, this sounds like a great idea. No, um, basically everything. Oh, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm exhausted. I apologize. No, um, book a guide trip. My Saturday is my Saturdays. My September is wide open right now. Um just yeah we need to get out there in september it's probably one of my favorite times of the year to fish um in october i have i only have weekdays available in october so every weekend is booked heck yeah especially for fall i mean holy crap that is the the best time to come up yeah because like we can go to any lake and just wail on them oh do want to hit on this real fast like chautauqua lake i think was like the biggest tournament bag ever weighed in recently my buddy Ashton dropped like a, and Danny dropped like a 26 pound bag in the summer of all green ones at Chautauqua over the weekend. That the was the biggest cool. tournament bag ever, like on that lake. No, like that I know of in the summertime, a 26 pound bag. I've heard of 30s caught in like practice and stuff, but I don't think I've ever seen one that big in a tournament. What, what do you qualify as summer? Just July count? Like July, August. I mean, early July. I feel like it takes 30 in certain places of brown ones. Oh, no, I'm talking about just that lake in general. Oh, you're talking about Chautauqua? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Like, it, yeah, it's, really, it's really <laughs> hard to break 20 pounds there with green fish, and there's big ones in it, but to go out there and catch, like, 26 to break and a half, 18. I think. Yeah. Like, they had 26 and a half, I believe, in second place. And yeah, 25 and a half. Second place was 1599. Like that tells you, like, like whacked how insane the bag was. Yeah, like it was. Boys whacked him. Yeah, like whew. he called me. He's so, like, we've caught like forty-five flipping grass, and they've all been giants. And I'm like, good where? god, that's night and day. Yeah, I was like, where night and it, day? And um, yeah, dang, yeah. Well, buddy, we're gonna sign off here because I got some more stuff left to do. Gotta and go I'm to up bed. at four a.m. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting up and headed to Morgan Marine first thing in the morning. Probably get up at like 5.30, heading to Morgan Marine, pick up the new rig. And then headed down. I got to work tomorrow. And then we are headed down to only two days of practice. I might try to sneak out in the evening tomorrow. I don't know. Just for fun. It's a Susky. You know, it's just a place to go have fun. The nice part is I'm already TOC qualified. So, this is just fun for me. But I want to go watch my buddies Drew. I'm staying with Drew Gregory, Zach Hall, who many know on the show. 
bunch of the New York guys are coming down. I want to see those guys do well. I want to see Zach qualify for the TOC. I want to see Drew qualify for the TOC. Um, our TOC house is looking pretty lonely. It's me and Nolan Miner right now. So we're try- trying to get a few more boys to, to come down there. Either way, the place is a lot of fun. I mean, it's from what I've heard because we've I've never actually been. So either way, I'm looking forward to it. Folks, appreciate you guys. We will see y'all on Friday. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you like some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all. And we'll see y'all on the next one.